Welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 22 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. It's great to have your company. Today's guest is Kerry Carlisle, who is a marketing automation nerd, and she loves to help coaches and course creators. Now, what I love about this interview is how Kerry spoke about how chat marketing helped find her tone of voice and her personality when it came to representing herself online. She has fun with them, she injects some character, and they suit her approach to business. We also chat about how she balances her family and business life by focusing on what matters most. It's a really interesting chat. So without further ado, let's catch up with Kerry Carlisle. Hi, Kerry. Welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Hi, how's it going? I'm happy to be here. I'm going really well, and I'm very excited to get into um, your ethos around teaching a little bit more as to how you got there as well. Um, But before we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to the point of, um, of building chatbots. Yeah. So it's kind of a, an odd story or to me, it's an odd story. Maybe it's not for other people, <laughs> but I was actually trying to build a business online while I was working my nine to five. I had my three little ones at home. And at the time I was actually trying to build a network marketing business, which that has its own set of issues, right? Trying to build yeah, one of those bet. businesses. Yeah. Uh, but the frustrating part to me is because I was in my nine to five, I was trying to put everything into the lunch hour, these little nooks and crannies of time after my kids went to bed. And because I was selling a product that lots of other people were selling, what would happen is I was taking my posts and I would ask people to comment whether they were interested to learn more. So I would have people commenting, but I couldn't get back to them quick enough. So by the time that I replied, they had either lost interest or they found somebody else and had already bought the product from them. And I just was feeling really, really frustrated that even though I was getting leads, none of these leads, I could get them to convert because I couldn't get back to them fast enough. So that's kind of where it all started for me was how can I find a way to actually interact with people while I'm in my, you know, my nine to five, while I can't be on my phone (laughs) immediately messaging everybody back, how can I actually get this to work. And that's about the time when I happened to discover chatbots and chat marketing, which really just kind of saved my business for me right there. Um, And it was just an ad that I saw and it looked exactly like the type of ads that I had been running where I told people to comment if they wanted to learn more. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm interested in this person's stuff. I'll comment. I know the drill. They'll get back to me. But what was different was I instantly got a message from them. And I was like, holy cow, what kind of a magic voodoo is this? (laughs) (laughs) And that's what got me hooked because right away I had never met these people. I clicked on the ad and then 10 minutes later I had bought something from them. And I was like, this is what I need in my business. This is like a person that is literally selling for me all the time. And that's how I got started. 
Wow. And then, so you go from um, building network marketing business and, and now you're also starting to this in your own teaching and helping other people in similar spaces do that as well. How did you evolve into that? Yeah. So it actually, I became so uh, obsessed with chat marketing. I guess that's probably the right word. Don't right? Wheel. It's like, yes. Oh my gosh. It's like a gateway drug. I couldn't get enough. I was like, what else can I do? Um, I became so good at it that I actually had other network marketing leaders asking me to train their people and train their team. And even though I wasn't selling my product nearly to the point that I wanted to be, I realized, forget the product. I would rather just teach other people how to build their business with uh, these chat bots and with automation and all of this fun stuff, because I really do love teaching. I've always been a teacher. I've taught math for like over a decade. So I just kind of naturally progressed into the idea of, well, I'm just going to teach other people how to do this. And that will be my business to help them with their business. Um, and then, yeah, it just progressed from there. And why out of obviously was that was the main pain point, the automation side of things, was that the really big thing that appealed to you from chat marketing or was it then the other elements to it as well and being able to personalize messages and stuff like that? Was there anything that really stood out to you as to why you chose chat marketing over other different types of marketing? Yeah, I think there was a couple of things. One is that just seller automation, right? I felt like I could automate practically everything and it was one tool that could almost replace half of the other tools that I was trying to use at the time. Um, but the other part of it for me was it was a way to find my voice. So coming from a corporate nine to five world, every time I wrote an email to my list, it sounded like I was sending out a corporate memo Mm. and it took me forever to translate that voice. But somehow when it came to chat marketing, I just pictured like I was texting my best friend with this great information and it came so much more naturally to have a conversation that way than it did to like write emails or write ads or practically do anything else. Right. Cause you are, you're just having a conversation. So that really appealed to me as well. Um, when it came to chat marketing. Isn't it interesting that out of all things, and I sort of expected you to say, and now I know why you're very numbers um, focused because you're a math teacher as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I sort of expected you to sort of be like, you know, the open rates and the click-through rates and stuff like that. But it's actually had this residual effect that I'm not sure you can really um, put a a monetary value on, but clearly it's obviously a, a really important part of the business to be able to get your messaging right get the tone right and be able to have those conversations. Uh, That's fascinating to me that that's a residual benefit out of this space. How did you sort of get there? How long did that take to craft and to. Um, To be honest, I think I fell into that pretty quickly because it's such an easy conversational opener, if you will. The interesting thing about that too was, you know, I had been sending out emails to my list. Gosh, when did I fall into this? probably about two years until I found chat marketing and I wasn't, I wasn't getting people to open. I certainly wasn't getting people to reply to these emails, but really quickly I got people replying to my automated messages in my chat bot. And so then I started having real conversations with people. So I also felt like it was the first time people were really truly engaging with me by having that chat bot. And that was the first time I was building real relationships in my business. 
which is really what kind of sparked getting sales and clients and customers and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I see that now in a lot of your marketing. You've definitely found your voice, and um, we were chatting uh, earlier before we hit record around how I discovered you and through some teaching through K Two, and has been a guest on a podcast as well, and how your method and style of teaching is quite infectious. Um, you also have your own podcasts um, now as well, which um, you know is another testament of the fact that you know, you're comfortable now in putting yourself forward and putting your messages out there. Um, how, what is your, your ethos around teaching? Because I was interested particularly around um, the space around automation and obviously your mum, three kids um, and trying to balance a number of different plates um, yes. and making the most of your time. And one of the things that you talk, talk about is um, focusing on on what matters first. Is that kind of where you've started to establish yourself in you know how you how you deal with clients and how you then teach other people in this space as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that you really have to prioritize what's important, and even even in terms of going back to like relationships and automation, like one of the things that I always talk about is automation is one of the best ways to build relationships online and that's real relationships. Yeah. And that, that doesn't sound like to a lot of people saying that out loud, that doesn't make sense. Right. But yeah. it's, it's, it's true. Cause, and especially like it's my situation, like I'm a team of one, I haven't you know hired anybody else. It's just me. I do have my kids. So the more I can put that automation into place, the more space that I have on the back end to be able to build those relationships. And those are the things that are going to be really important to me in terms of getting clients and building my business. And if, it, if it's not helping me to get revenue or to make an impact, then I don't see the point in it. So one of the other things like, um, so I'm big into ads, combining ads with uh, chat bots and all sorts of automation because I know that it's like my little helper out there working for me 24 seven for my business, even when I can't be working on it uh, so that I can do the important things in the background until I'm at the point where I can hire other people to help me out. So I think it's always like, is this going to help me build my business the way that I want it to, or is this just more fluff that I don't really need to do right now? Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that stood out to me is when you were talking about um, businesses and how you don't post a great deal organically on um, on your social media, which is ironic. And I think I'm quite the same as well, that it's like ironic that we run these businesses, but we don't actually do that much for our own business. And some people might think that's kind of like the plumber with a leaky tap, but why do you take that approach um, is it related to, you know, you focus on what matters to you and what you can put a monetary goal on? Yeah. So when I was doing things straightly organically, I wasn't seeing a lot of return on my investment. So I was doing like Facebook lives and I was putting out all this content and nothing was really coming back to me. And so I remember at the end of 2019, I was just thought, screw it. I'm so done. <laughs> Um, and I just focused on ads and automated strategies and it worked. 2020 was a fantastic year for my business, which I'm really grateful for because I know that that was a difficult year for most people. Um, but I didn't post at all on social media, maybe like six times because it was working. So in my head, just double down on what's working 
if the other stuff isn't, don't worry about it for now. I'm just gotten to the point where I'm like, mm, I should maybe try posting on Instagram every once in a while. <laughs> Yep, you and me both. Um, but yeah. like you said, though, if it's working and you are hitting your revenue goals and you've got, um, and I want to chat about the ads, you've got the ads out there working for you, then why would you waste your precious time, which is your most valuable asset, on doing those things that will just because people tell you that exactly. that's what you should be doing, right? Yes. So let's talk about the ads then and how you have them sort of um, working for you 24-7, like I said. Um, how do you focus your ad spend uh, to help grow your brand? And then how do you tie them in with um, chatbots as well? So I'll answer the chatbot one first because I actually, that was one of the benefits I haven't mentioned, um, is I remember when I started running ads, I was doing like a a just a traffic ad I was trying to get people over to my website but then I added in a line or comment below for more information when I added that in that's the cool part about chat marketing right if you have that comment trigger it plays into Facebook's algorithms and the engagement it literally cut my cost per lead in half <laughs> when I started yeah, adding Facebook that loves that right yeah. So to me, when I run ads, that's one of the things I, I like to do is I will add it in there just as another call to action. So if people want to comment, why not give them that method to get in there and get more leads that way? Um, so that's one of the ways that I do like to incorporate in ads. I also love working with my clients, like building out quizzes inside of Messenger and then running ads so that people are taking the quiz directly inside. That's one of my favorite methods to build out for my clients. The funny thing is, I mean, talking about our own leaky faucet, right? I have an idea for a quiz for mine that I have never built out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I build them for clients. And I think that's a really fun way um, to incorporate ads and chatbots at the same time. So for me and my business, I really, um, one of the automations that I absolutely love doing is slow funnels. So for my own personal business, that's what I focus on right now is bringing people in where you are literally getting paid to build your email list. And then I sell things off of the back end. So that's my favorite way to just feel like you always have revenue coming in. You know what I mean? And you hit, listen to all the, the manifestation gurus and they'll, they'll tell you to tell yourself that money is always flowing towards me. Well, it helps a lot when you literally see little notifications popping up that money yeah. is literally flowing towards you. <laughs> um, so I just love having things out there always running so that if it's a, you know, if there's a day that I just want to take off and do nothing, my business is still out there working for me. And what sort of things are you selling through those, those slow funnels to have that kind of residual income coming through? Yeah. So for me, I use it mainly as a list builder. So on the front end, I'm built, I sell a series of three little products. Um, that's all about like launching courses. And then on the back end, I just nurture people. And then I sell my affiliate offers. I sell um, my bigger messenger bot course or um, my other course about making slow funnels. Very meta. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that's, that's mainly what I focus on is just creating that quality email list that then I can prime for them to buy other things and work with me. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Um, when you eventually get to building that quiz um, and as you've built them for other clients as well, what have you seen? Um, let's, let's sort of break down the numbers a little bit. And like I said, uh, I 
enjoy how you teach analytically in breaking down how you need to know your numbers to be able to know Mm. how much you can spend and how much you can spend per lead and then what hopefully will come out at the other end um, as the revenue you're making. So how do you um, find quizzes perform compared to, I don't know, let's call it a a lead magnet or a discount code or something like that um, compared to, to other ones to be able to, to get people through the quizzes and what sort of coming out of the, and just compared to other types of ideas that you've used. So compared to other ones that I've built by far quizzes have been the most popular because everybody wants to know something about themselves everybody wants to know if they're you know what disney princess they are or you know that's why best <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right <laughs> um so uh, to me the cost per lead typically has been a lot less i didn't bring any numbers with me but has been a lot less with quizzes um simply because they're so engaging and they're really quick and then you give them a result right away for them to check out and learn more and then you can you know sell them something right away on the back end um one of the clients that i had she had a physical product business so we were kind of combining the two which was really kind of a fun thing to do we created a quiz to help them determine which of the products that they needed and then the day after within 24 hours we sent them a coupon code to encourage them to go back and buy the product that they had gotten matched with the day before so that's you know you can always use more than one to get people in into your um sales funnel yeah, that's interesting. Um, I I like how you're also using quizzes to kind of not only yes, give them a diagnosis, and yes, some people it's it's kind of like that dangling that um, fruit in front of them to get that that diagnosis that they kind of their mind just sort mm-hmm. of wants to complete, but also using it as a product educational. Uh, type flow as well to be able to get people from kind of knowing the brand to then trusting it and then understanding, oh, this is the right product for me, which is uh, like, I think a lot of people would kill to have that conversation um, in the space of, I'm assuming, probably a handful of questions, um, which mm-hmm. take all up of, you know, 30 to 60 seconds to have that conversation yeah. with someone um, and then combine it with something else. How have you then, let's just talk chat marketing in general, how has it changed results for your business and for your clients' businesses as well um, compared to, to other marketing techniques? So I think the biggest thing was really when it comes to leads, cutting down on the cost per lead if you are running ads. I've definitely seen that as a huge benefit just by using a couple different ways, like I've mentioned, being able to, you know, having people comment or maybe sending them straight to Messenger. That was the other thing with like these quizzes. A lot of times if you go off onto a separate landing page, you have a much smaller percentage of people who are actually going to click through and do the quiz. Well, I typically see that people are 80 to 90% of people are actually doing the quiz in messenger and that, that rate you typically do not see if you're doing a regular quiz. So definitely getting more engagement, the lower cost per lead. Um, and then again, just building these real relationships off the back end where people feel like they know you, they feel like they can come and ask you questions or your team members questions. Um, and the other part of it too, that this is kind of like a, 
a hidden benefit. So one of my clients, they run a nonprofit organization and they have an amazing sheet of frequently asked questions for new members that come into their group. And their group has, I think, like 40,000 members. It's a, it's a large group. Um, and so they were having all of their team members being bogged down all the time by getting the same questions over and over again in their messenger. And so you don't often think about this, but what we did was we built a flow that basically redirected everybody into these frequently asked questions. And now all of a sudden their staff had so much more time, which then they could devote to other pieces of their nonprofit. So I think that's also a huge benefit um, that I see for my clients is just the amount of time it takes away from things that they have to do over and over and over again um, that they get hit up with in Messenger. Yeah, that's, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize the the time, which, yeah, sometimes you can't put an actual number on and sometimes maybe not a value on as well, but the time that it gives back to people to then dedicate to other areas of the business or maybe improve those sales and service systems that then the leads are generating, um, that you're generating more leads for that they can actually service a little bit more effectively um, as well. So it sounds like, chat market is an integral part of, of your business and also of um, your clients' businesses when you work for them as well. Where would you be without the, if you hadn't come across that little ad that said comment this and then sent you a little message? Like, have you ever thought about, about that? I don't think I've ever gone all the way that far back, but but honestly, that ad was really the catalyst for having the entire business that I had today. So I think I probably would have given up on network marketing and I probably would have been like, screw this whole business thing. Cause I never would have discovered that I had a different skill that I could market as a, a business owner. So yeah, I definitely don't think I would, I would be here. I'd probably still be in my nine to five, all grouchy sitting at my <laughs> desk, <laughs> typing away. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. Like uh, I think a, a lot of people don't realize, um, how much it has changed a lot of their approach to business and, you know, I'm still fascinated by the fact that it's helped you find your voice as well and suits your way of marketing um, and your way of talking to people. Do you think, um, let, let's just say that, you know, you hadn't found chat market, do you think you would have discovered your voice in in other ways like would you have used another marketing medium could have been email video or i don't know would you would you have ever found that that in another type of tactic do you think i don't know i, I mean it's so different i think what would have happened is i would still discover video and i because i that is one thing that i got really good at was live video and chatting with people and just being myself but I don't know if I would have been able to translate the comfort level that I'd have on live video into writing. I really do think it was the, the conversational aspect of texting um, with chatbots that allowed me to translate that into my own writing. I don't know if I would have been able to connect the two. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I think as I said, it's a, it's an interesting space to then, delve out into a lot of, because it's helped you uh, th then teach other clients as well and add an element um, to their business that 
you may have been using just traditional marketing mediums. What about clients now that you're you're helping do or build them or teach them how to do that um, as well? How have they found it as impacting their business? Um, you know, compared to what they were they were doing beforehand. So I think the biggest impact would be on their email list. They were now growing their email list a lot quicker than they had been before. Um, and they were getting more people signing up. That probably would be the biggest impact across most of my clients. Like I said, a few of them really for them, it was all about them being strapped out for time and they needed that efficiency. Um, so it kind of gets split down the middle between the two, but building yeah. an email list is the and, biggest. And you focus a lot on, um, uh, creating for build, helping, um, course owners launch, um, and people in that space. Um, how are you, what sort of things are you starting to put into your launch strategies in relation to chat marketing? Now this space is always evolving. It's yeah. changing. How are you adapting to it? What sort of things are you, are you doing uh, in 2021? Yeah. So I, what we have been moving towards is using a combination of texting and chats together to make sure that people are showing up to make sure people are engaging during the launch. Um, you can always register people through straight through messenger. So that's something that I definitely um, have my clients test out to see if that will work better for them. But really I use it inside of a launch to get people to show up. So I have some very like specific strategies that I walk people through of uh, making sure where we're going to use sponsored messages versus where we're going to make sure we get engagement and reply back in 24 hours. Um, but really it's focused on getting them to show up. That's the most important part of a launch, right? If they don't show up, you can't pitch them. You can't sell. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we've been focusing on inside of those, um, those launches. Uh, how are you um, helping those show up rates um, to get them actually there you mentioned messenger and text uh, is there anything that is standing out to you to be able to you know increase that show up right yeah so one of the things that um, has been working really well is actually we've been giving people options on how they want to get notified so they can either get a facebook message they can get a text message or maybe they can get both and that has been really helpful because for a long time, I was just focusing on sending the Facebook messages, but giving people an option to be able to get reminded in the platform that feels best to them has really helped people to show up more and still stay around like what we used to see for webinars, right? The 30%. That's what we used to see back in the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I know it's lower, but that helps get people back up to that 30% of where it should be. Yeah. Well, um, that's a great little tip because not everyone likes to get messages direct to their messenger inbox or SMS reminders as well. You chat to different people and they're like, I don't want to be contacted on that channel. And, you know, now soon you may integrate things like WhatsApp or Instagram um, in there as well, which is, is going to be exciting. But just that little tip to be able to, like you mentioned earlier, automation creates a more personalized experience yeah. and you are talking to the person where they want, to be talked to <laughs> um, exactly. or have a conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. And I know it's interesting because I've had so many um, clients or students come to me before and they're like, I hate getting Facebook messages. I never want to do a chat bot. And then I'll say, okay, but just because you don't like it doesn't mean your customers 
don't like it. So the more you can show up where they want to be, the better. And so it's kind of changed their perspective too, of even though I don't like getting them, there is a portion of my customers that that's going to help and maybe will help me in the long run. So, and you know, it's all about showing up and being authentic and not spammy also in the process. Um, but I think it is better to look at it that way. Like, where are my people and how can I show up and help them in the best way possible? Well, yeah, it's, it's about like, you know, it just, like I said, not everyone, um, says they don't want a message here, there or anywhere, but it also does come down to what you actually send people um, as well. It doesn't matter what yeah. channel it's on. If, <laughs> if it's spammy or if it's, you know, a message is not relevant to them, no one wants to receive those messages. But if it is relevant, you'd be surprised the amount of people that are interested and will open will actually take action on those messages as well. Um I asked this question to uh, all my guests around um, their background, how they've got to where they are, but, you know, you've um, come from network market and being able to teach people um, your launch strategy now going forward. How much of your success has come down to hard work and how much has come down to just pure luck and just sort of, you know, being in the right place at the right time? I have never thought about that question ever before. Um, <laughs> my gut instinct says like 50, 50. Yep. But um, I mean, so I guess I c- it's hard to say about hard work, right? Because I look at other people and they, there are other people who are working way harder than I am and having less success versus, you know, it's always hard for me to tell what hard work really is. Because for me, I'm always finding what's the smarter way to do this so that it doesn't feel as hard. <laughs> so it's, it's probably yeah. about 50-50, right? And who knows, maybe I never would have seen that one ad. You're right, that was just like luck that it showed up in my newsfeed. Um, so yeah, probably 50-50. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, and I'm sure probably eventually you would have got served an ad like that and then um, discovered how someone would have been talking about it in one of the groups um, and mentioned it, but that could have been a month, could have been six months, could have been 12 months down the track. And by then who knows what would have happened, but it's interesting that you say you're not sure how hard you're working compared to other people. And I think that is mainly um, from, from an outsider's perspective anyway, is probably because you do have the systems in place Um that I think you probably are working harder than you think you are, um, but I'm you're sure just better at it. Yeah. I think, I think like it's just that you're more effective at it um, and the work and the hard work and the hours that you're putting in is actually having an outcome at the other end, as opposed to that feeling that you describe to your students around spinning your wheels and constantly churning out content and social media, organic posts and all of these different things. Do you, would that be sort of a correct assumption um, in, yeah. in, in how you, you see other people in the space? Yeah, I think that is a correct assumption. Um, and I'm always, if it is becoming too hard, my first thought is always, is there a different way to do this? Or is there a way to make an automation for this? Right. I think that's just the way, um, the way it works. I always used to joke because I got my master's degree in math. I would say, well, we're just lazy. Mathematicians are just lazy because we always want to find the shortcut. 
but I think that's just how my brain's wired. Like I want to find the shortcut. So I think I spend half my time probably like, how can we do this better? <laughs> well, I mean, that problem solving um, capacity is really effective in business, but it's also really effective in, in chat marketing as well, because yeah. you're constantly coming up with, well, how do I make this easier? How can I, um, make this combine the personality, but also get to the end goal faster for the customer um, and, and making sure that it's also hitting our revenue goals. I think understanding the numbers in business is one of the most undervalued skill sets that people need to have um, in their businesses um, and understanding and I'd be interested when you sort of work with clients and, you know, you go through your, uh, um, your formula, for instance, around hitting a goal for a launch. And when you relate it to webinars and going, all right, well, this is how many people, um, we want to get into our course, for instance, and that equals X percentage potentially Mm -hmm. of our overall conversion goal. So this is how many leads we need. And then, because this is how much money we want to make. This is how much money, this is how much we can spend per lead type thing. Even just that process of going through and crunching numbers, how many um, of the people do you work with know then come to you and say, this is what we want to, uh, these are our exact numbers and we know exactly what revenue goals we've got to hit <laughs> and we know exactly how much, <laughs> how much we can pay per lead. Cause I'd imagine it wouldn't be too many. I don't think I've ever had a single client, maybe just one. I can think of one client that, <laughs> that came to me knowing all of those numbers spot on um, because it's just something that's not really talked about a lot in the space. Everybody just thinks I want to have a hundred thousand dollar launch and, you know, yeah. they cross their fingers and hope that that's magically going to happen uh, when really it just breaks down to the numbers. And it is interesting because, um, my clients always tend to be very surprised when I back into the numbers because they don't realize um, what it looks like until you sit down and and say, Hey, not everyone's going to go through every step of your funnel. So here's what you can realistically expect. And let's go from here. That's also why it's so important because then I talk about, well, if we know we need this many leads, how do we get the cheapest cost per lead possible, right? If you want to maximize your profit, you could have the same number of leads, but we want to get them as cheap as possible. And then we want to convert as many on the back end, and that will you know, maximize your revenue. And so that is where it really plays into things of how can I make this cheaper and how can I be more effective in my messaging and selling on the back end? Yeah, I think um, a lot of people underestimate, they just expect to go, well, this is the type of ad we're going to do. And this is what we're going to say without actually knowing is that the best method? to get mm-hmm. to someone to what um, that end goal is. So, yeah, it, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people don't come to you with a lot of numbers, but you're right. Not a lot, not enough people talk about that in their business. Numbers and, and um, actually the nitty gritty is one of those kind of dirty type things that just, a lot of people don't have enough conversations about whereas the flashy numbers around five six seven figure launches is what people aim for but is that one realistic and two is that really what you need in your business as well like you know can you if you have a six figure launch what does that mean to what you've got to do for those 
people that have joined your course on the other end? Do you even have the capacity to be able to service those people? Like um, uh, how do you then set the expectations with clients and have that conversation to be like, look, this is probably realistically what we need to aim for. Yeah. uh, So I, it's kind of a two part conversation because one, I talk about where they're at right now with what have they been putting out? How have they been warming up their audience? You know, um, kind of giving them a longer picture of maybe we need to push this back and (laughs) get some more, more people um, warmed up. And then the other half of it is what are you comfortable with for figuring out uh, what are you comfortable with spending to figure out the data? So especially if it's the first time someone's launched, you can go off industry standards. You can you can make really educated guesses with those numbers. But other than that, you just kind of have to say, look, you are buying your conversion rate. You are learning what your conversion rate is, and then we can go from there. And just having an honest conversation of, we don't know. We don't know yet. So just go in two feet. What are you willing to possibly lose to learn the information you need to know to grow? Yep. And that makes a lot of sense. And and I think when people are certainly starting out, they need to have those first launch or launches to get those numbers a little bit more down pat. Um, what are some of the challenges that you find in this chat marketing space to, um, you know, let's let's say in the launch space um, to help people that are launching courses? What are, what are some of the things you often come up against? So... The big one that I come up against is people not really understanding the rules. So, or they're used to people breaking the rules or spamming them with messages. And so they'll come to me and they'll think that we can just like blast their messenger list day after day during their open cart. And I have to tell them, look, we have to be strategic about this. You can play within the rules. All you have to do is have a strategy ahead of time. And so I think that's the biggest challenge is people come in and they'll come to me and they'll be like, oh, well, I got this blocked or I just got this message. And I was like, it's because you didn't have a strategy going in. (laughs) You just went guns a blazing. Um, So I think that's the biggest challenge is making sure that you step back and have that strategy in place so that you don't break the rules or, um, you know, get your messages blocked for a few days by Facebook. Yeah, I think, um, again, it's one of those like boring in inverted commas. I'm using these even though it's an audio podcast um, uh, aspects of chat marketing that that people think about last because they see all the shiny object type things, but it can sometimes be the difference between a launch working or a launch happening at all. Um, If Facebook tend to uh, come down and ban your page or the ability for you to send messages as well. So it's one of those things that particularly now more than ever, I think people really need to, um, to get up to date with. Is that one of the things that you tend to explain to people that are either new to the space or clients for the first time around? Yes, these are chatbots, but just so you know, this is the rules around what we can and can't do with them. Yeah, that's actually the very first thing that I say to everybody that I teach my students. I'm like, here are the rules. You want to play within the rules so that the referee doesn't kick you out of the game. That is the, that is the whole goal. And sometimes they get disappointed because they think they can do these other things. And so I have to, the second thing I teach them is I reassure them. If you have a strategy, we can play within the rules and we can get the same results. You just have to plan it out first 
before you just go, go and do it. Um, but that's always the first thing I teach people is the rules. Cause if you get, if you get your page shut down, <laughs> then it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter what ha- happens after that, right? <laughs> if, if you don't have the ability to send a message, becomes obsolete very, very quickly, funnily enough. Um, Kerry, it's been a great discussion. Really enjoyed um, getting a little bit about um, your story and how you've evolved into someone that teaches in this space and has got results as well. Um, where can people find out more information about you, follow you um, and contact you if they want to reach out as well? Yeah. So you can go check me out on Instagram. It's at Carrie Carlisle. And then I'd love to have people come over and listen to my podcast. It's uh, called the choose your own biz podcast. Cause I believe you can build your business any dang way you want, as long as you have a strategy. So you can check that out at uh, choose your own Awesome. Cool. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. And of course, if people are listening to the podcast at the moment, they can just open up the app and jump into the search function and search for that straight away. So that's nice and easy for them. Um, hey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated um, your, your time for starters and also getting to know um, a little bit behind why you do what you do, how you've got to where you've got. And um, like I said, a uh, really enjoy the way that you teach your ethos around um marketing and um thank you once again and and thank you for you know bringing chat marketing to people out there and different businesses out there and introducing it because as i said before we recorded this podcast the more people that are sort of teaching and pushing this as a space um the better that it is for businesses out there um, to get results in general, but also um, the industry as well. So thank you once again. Thank you for having me. I've had a lot of fun. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Kerry Carlisle. If you did, don't forget to give us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Also, the show notes and resources and links mentioned can be found at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 22. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 22. Hey, are you on Clubhouse? If you are, make sure you follow me. I'm at Chat Marketing. You can head to my profile, hit the little reminder bell to find out when I do a room. In fact, I do a weekly room with some of the guests you've heard on this podcast, and we've been chatting about some really interesting topics. So if you head over there, and I hope to chat to you there soon. Until then, though, and next week, thanks so much for your company. We'll chat soon.